Welcome to the difficult second episode, the second episode of the Ped Pod CFB show. Joining myself, Stuart Court, is Mr. Ben Husband. How are we, sir? I'm not too bad. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been a few weeks. Uh, we're going to dive into sort of a different position group, different uh, a different angle on the 2021 draft this week. Uh, there's a few things have happened. All the underclassmen declared. Jalen Waddle, uh, Justin Fields, they both entered the draft. Ohio State had a weird day where it's like three declared and three are staying. Uh, Reggie Robertson, uh, SMU, staying for his senior year for the Mustangs as well. And obviously, there's mock drafts are starting to crop up as well. And this week is Senior Bowl, senior bowl Week uh, down in Mobile, Alabama. But this week, we're going to look... A crop of in a position which is as strong as it's been for a few years, and that's the quarterbacks. Off play action, Lawrence down the seam, wants Rogers, touchdown. Wilson will run. He's got six rushing touchdowns as well. And he veers across the line to gain and then some inside the 40 on the slide. Going to go for it. Lance is going to keep it up the middle. Trey Lance breaking free. He's going to take it all the way for the first touchdown here in 2019. Lawrence is going to go to the end zone. Has a man. Caught. Touchdown. Amari Rogers. All sorts of time for Lance, who's on the move, set his feet, and now comes back across the field. He heaves downfield. His pass is complete to Dimitri Williams, streaking up the sideline and gone. It's a time in the pocket, plenty of time downfield, and there you go. As you called it, it's a touchdown heave to Christian Watson. 75 yards for Lance's 26th touchdown of the year. Bison back in front. Where does Fields want to go here on first and ten? He wants to go deep for the end zone and wide open. Hauling it in, Jamison Williams. Just like that, Buckeyes lead it. Lawrence to throw on first down. And we'll take a shot. Wide open is Rodgers, and he's gone. Just like that, Clemson takes the lead. He gained five yards. They got the playoff, Gus. Fields looking for the deep ball. Now 34, Wilson going deep, Wilson toward the end zone, and it is caught! Mill, touchdown! Off the play fake, Fields winds up, looking for Olave, and he's got him again! Oh, Wilson is going to uncork for the end zone, and he drops it in beautifully! And it is his roommate, Dax Milne, on the touchdown. They had mistakes in that stretch as well. Quarterback run for Lance. He's got room in the middle. Lance stepping out of the tackle. Touchdown. I dance, I So 2021, Ben, has long been the year of Trev. Um, but this... This first round could be chock full of quarterbacks this year, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
you know, without without giving too much away, sort of going into it, I wasn't a hundred percent sure whether Lawrence was going to be like the undoubted QB one, and you know, because there was discussion after that, after the playoff game with Ohio State, whether Fields could go ahead. But you know, there's there's two, there's maybe three tiers of of talent, and and Lawrence is is by himself. But behind that, there there's some there's some really good players, and I think. You know, we'll go into it. I think it gets interesting after after Lawrence because I I do think there's going to be a real difference of opinion on on the order that the the next group of guys go. Yeah, but on on Trevor Lawrence, we'll probably spend more time on the other one because everyone else is going to spend all the inches and seconds and minutes on him over the next few months. He he is just ridiculously he's oven ready, isn't he? He's like he's the the jump is not is going to be minuscule for him from Clemson to probably the Jack the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, eight or nine, maybe ten players that like turn me into Gary Neville. Like <laughs> it's just just had me like purring at the screen. He's just he's just got everything he's just got absolutely everything that you'd want from him. And then you see him take off and 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 do stuff with his legs as well. It's not even like you can even sort of chill out when he's you know when he's got the option to to bust a big long run as well so I just he just looks like complete a complete talent that's going to pretty much I don't think the Jaguars are that bad anyway um, oh. I'm not sure I'm not sure the roster's actually that bad so I think it's it's the kind of thing that could transform them into a really competitive team really quickly yeah it's good. Uh, we've said on the regular programming on the ped pod that it's really annoying that the, uh, the Seahawks have got the AFC South next year when they've got Trevor Lawrence, a new quarterback in Indy, well, whatever ha- whatever the hell's happening in Houston, and uh, Derek Henry. So it's not ideal. But yeah, the, the other, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence is as good as I've seen come in for, I mean, like, he's he's as ready as Andrew Luck was. He's as, like, it, 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 I mean, the decision if he'd have stayed in Clemson would have been incredible to watch the... The reaction too, but yeah, he's 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 QB one. He's going to be going to Jacksonville, and DJ Chark is probably the happiest man in America at the minute with all that. Um, after him, as we said, this is where the debate really starts. I'll go through mine, and then I think yours is well, no, yours is different to mine. But I think my QB two Ben is the guy who beat Trevor Lawrence in that. Uh, college football playoff uh, about six weeks ago at Ohio State, Justin Fields. I mean, there is... Justin Fields had had um, good priors, I think, because he was on that Netflix uh, series, QB1, where he's in high school, going to Georgia. And then, obviously, Georgia, for some reason, picked Jake Fromm over him. And then he transferred to Ohio State and took them to the title game until they faced a machine that is Nick Saban's Alabama. But I, I, I love watching Justin Fields. He's he, he's everything. He's just really, really fluid. The arm is pretty good. He's just he's, he's someone who just makes plays in any which way. He's um yeah, he just he just I think he has he is I think he's closer to Lawrence than um he's probably gonna go in April. But I think I think he has an equally as big Upside because I I think he means only started two years in college. He's got he's 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 got much more to much more room to grow in, much less stuff on tape. I just I 
just really think he is uh, QB two, and he's he whoever gets him probably at the back end of that top ten is going to be incredibly uh, uh, fortunate, I think, because he he seems to be somewhat lost in the conversation, even though he's three weeks removed from a title game. Ben, yeah. I'd be surprised if he gets as far as the back end of the top 10. I could st- still see him going. You know, there's still a good chance that the Jets yeah. would take him at number two. My yeah. my main issues with him is when you watch his tape, a lot of it is first read stuff. Um, like the way the way that offense is set up, it it appears that it's first read. If that's not there, then he's, then he's looking to take off. And how quickly that can translate into the NFL, I, I would probably quite like to see him go somewhere where there's you know, a bridge quarterback in there just to to give a little bit more time. I don't see him quite as Quan throwing for... I could see Lawrence coming in week one and throwing for 350 yards, a few touchdowns. I don't really see that as much with Fields. Like you say, the upside is is extraordinary with him. He's got, you know, he's he's got the arm talent to make most throws. Um, it, it's just... It's probably unfair, but there's... I know he's a complete... He's a much better player than Haskins, but there is just that little crossover is of how much the offense is is doing for him um there's there's a few times where he, he just sort of stares down receivers i think and makes some makes some pretty odd decisions but then you watch him in other games against clemson he looks otherworldly so he's as you say he's, he's definitely a, a top 10 talent it's mine's just personal preference of why he wouldn't be wouldn't be qb2 there's i'd have no major issue with him with him going yeah. as a second quarterback off the board yeah, I, I, the the uh, another thing with Fields and I think it helps with the hire that the Jets have made for him going too is Salah's use, Salah's way, Salah's experience of working with uh, Shanahan in San Francisco because like they, they just seem to have a way that whole system and he's been there for two two and a half years with Shanahan of just making the most of the quarterback because they don't have a very good quarterback in San Francisco at the minute. Fields is better than the quarterback in San Francisco at the minute. I just think if they can get him in into that um, into that system and uh, with, with Lafleur running the plays in uh, New York, I, th- I, I, I think that is almost a per- I think there or Atlanta would be the perfect spot if. Um, with Arthur Smith and if, if Matt Ryan's just like say look like to do like an Alex Smith Mahomes situation with Matt Ryan which is somewhat unfair Matt Ryan what he's done at Atlanta but I think that would be the second best landing spot for Fields because I, I yeah I, I yeah I, I just think he's really 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 good uh, QB3 for me is the guy I think is your QB2 and the Fields as you say there is tears to this it's Lawrence and then these two I think just after him, and it's it's uh, there's it's not much in it. Zach Wilson at BYU. I mean, the only you talk about quarterbacks coming out of Ohio State, the only quarterback really to come out of BYU is Steve Young, and that was 25 years ago. So, uh, what, what's your? I know Wilson's your your guy for the Jets. He's Daniel Jeremiah's guy for the Jets, and his latest match, which we'll get into a bit more a bit later. But what what's um, QB two next after Lawrence? for you with uh, the BYU QB. Yeah, I just think when you're looking at drafting this high, you just need to look at like at things that they do at an elite level. Mm. And I just think some of the stuff he does is just when when a play breaks down, he he just thrives. 
I'm I'm not comparing him to to this person because obviously there's no one that you can compare him to. But when you watch some of the throws he makes and the arm angles that he can generate, he has got a little Mahomesian to him um, <laughs> in terms of the way because he can manipulate he can manipulate his arms in, in so many different directions that he can he can almost go under uh, defensive linemen and and just his ability when like when, like when the pocket collapses to to still be able to extend plays and then he's got the arm talent to be thrown outside the numbers you know on a pretty regular basis there was one throw um I can't remember who it was against but he's the pocket's collapsed he's stepped into the he sort of managed to navigate the pocket and he's on his front foot he's got no base and he throws it 50 yards throws an absolute dime 50 yards and it's like it's stuff that you just couldn't couldn't possibly teach and I just think whoever gets him is going to get a ridiculous talent yeah, but I, I, I think he's really decisive. I think he he does have a. I think he has a stronger arm than Fields, but and he is he is a he's, he's probably a more physical runner. Although obviously Fields got lit up in that um, Clemson game uh, last month. But yeah, I, I think Wilson is really really good. I think he is. If he goes to the Jets, it would not be a surprise. But I. I I, I don't know. I, I don't think it really translates because we see where. But I think there's a the the, the teams and the defenses that Wilson played compared to what Justin Fields played in two years at Ohio State. I think that may be the biggest thing because he's he's used to this NFL ready almost competition playing Michigan, Alabama, Clemson two years, BYU kind of skit and skirt around certain games as Washington uh, UW found this year and they basically refuse to play on. But no, I, th- I think Wilson is going to be, is is going to be the, the guy for whoever drafts him. He's he's going to be a good player, but there's, I'm, I, I'm not too sure what, why I prefer Fields, but I think it's, it's a, it's a debate, which is going to be, is going to be the main thing after this draft season, I think, because obviously Lawrence is assured to be number one and the Fields Wilson thing is going to be like the, Deshaun Mahomes kind of deal. I I, I think the, the person that Wilson reminds me of most watching him is pre-knee injury Carson Wentz because he's so decisive. He, he just pings it in there just with probably, as you say, on that 50-yard bomb, probably deep, better deep ball accuracy than Wentz had. But like the, the, how physically is he as a runner, how comfortable he is throwing on the move, both left and right. It just kind of looks like Wentz did before he got injured uh, two, three years ago, Ben. Yeah, I mean, on on the on the opposition, I mean, you can see it sometimes because I think he, at the level he's been playing at, he thinks he can pretty much beat any defense that he's come up yeah. against. So he he'll take on anything. So you see quite a lot of a lot of throws that he'll make, and you think in the NFL that's probably going to get picked off. And at the level he's been playing at, it might have just been a pass breakup or incomplete, but he's going to have to learn pretty quickly that it's a different, it's always a different ball game when he, when he comes into the NFL. But I just think the actual, the actual sort of, when you go down and look at his physical traits, I think they'll, they've, he's got enough that it's going to translate once he sort of reigns in a little bit of that um, over aggressiveness and sort of maybe a bit arrogance. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think that's a, a fair, but it, like it's it, it's it is going to be fun to watch. It is a shame that the combine isn't happening. You're not going to see any uh, fully fully fledged um, 
draft processes for these two, these well, this this group really. But Fields and Wilson is going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to watch see what teams prefer on the last weekend in April. Then I think that is it. I think you, I don't know if you agree, Ben, but that's probably it for that tier, second tier, isn't it? and then there's another tier of quarterbacks after that. I mean, Trey Lance is. Probably my oh. favorite favorite of the whole bunch. To be fair, because he's just so effortless. But he's only had one season. I, w- I wouldn't have any issue. I wouldn't have any issue with Lance also going in the top ten. Yeah, no, I think great. any of the other quarterbacks going in the t- going in the top ten would be a travesty. But I think uh, I don't think it would be a terrible pick if someone like Carolina at eight or something picked picked Lance. Yeah. I, I- uh, so I, I think it. Yeah, I, I think Lance is the one where he needs a year to sit down. I mean, he might not do because, but he's only had one year. He only threw one one interception. He had one year and one game against Central Arkansas this year because of because uh, North Dakota State season starts next weekend, I think, and obviously he's already declared for the draft. But but I, I, I love watching Trey Lance. I think you've seen on my Twitter last year or so the Trey uh, the Trey Hive try and pick up steam for that he's just he's so so good and he's not this is probably unfair on him it reminds me so much of watching Wilson at Wisconsin and NC State it is just everything is so effortless again like Wilson the the opposition is not up to the NFL level but again with Wentz he went from North Dakota State and did pretty well for the first couple years of his career so it is a transition which is has been made more recently than BYU and Ohio State, but yeah, I, I like I, I know I've just put feels to them, but again, this is this is a guy that the Falcons could could do could do a lot worse than just pinning behind uh, Matt Ryan for a year because yeah, I think if if it if it clicks with Trey Lanson, he he could he could really win a lot of games in, on Sundays, Ben. I mean, in terms of his actual quarterback, and he's he looks he processes really quickly. I think yeah. um, you can see the way that he goes through his reads, and I, you know, as, as you said, I think he probably found it too easy at the level at the level he was playing at. But that was the level he was playing at. So, I mean, this is this is by no means his his sort of top attribute. But when you see him run with the ball, I can't. He runs over people. He he absolutely like trucks secondary players when he gets there mm. he's not even like a an elusive runner like someone like Kyler Murray where he's going to make people miss he runs over people and it's just he just looks incredible when he's got the ball in his hands as well yeah the, the, word, the word I wrote is dominant with Trey Lance because I mean I, I think it was, was it 25 touchdowns and one interception in 2019 for uh, North I mean North Dakota State at their level at, in their conference are the best I think they've won the, the national title for that division like four or five years on the truck so like he, he has a he has a he, he's quite heavily um yeah he's, he's helped quite a lot but yeah I, I i there's a very good i love patrick mahomes who's at texas tech i talked to adam virtually before every podcast when he was at uh, texas tech just saying this guy is gonna be unbelievable and i have the same kind of under the radar vibes of him and that kind of maybe even that kind of 20, 25, 30 team move up to the top ten, top twelve could happen again with this guy because yeah, again I think he's someone who's who he could suffer a little bit from the lack of 
the usual draft process of the combine and all that, but if he gets on the field, he gets in the right situation, he could be a player to watch in the next couple of years. And then for me, Ben, there is a quite a large gap after Trey Lance. Yeah, there's a there's a significant gap. Like I said, I think any of those any of those guys that we've mentioned, there's absolutely no issue with a team in the top ten, the top fifteen. I, I think after that I, I consider the rest would all be a reach. Yeah, pretty much in the first round. Yeah. Um there's a couple that you could probably argue could go at the right at the back end of the first round, but I wouldn't be looking at any of these above like twenty six, twenty seven. Mm. Yeah, and and maybe even just sit and wait for the second day. Yeah, I agree. Um, but well, who's who's next for you? Uh, what's that? N- number five on your quarterback list. Who's next? It would probably be Mond, Callum Mond. I think. Okay. If I had to, but that that's more because I'm not a fan of the of the other guys. <laughs> I think I think all of the, all of the ones that we've got left, um, I I weren't overly impressed with. Um, but you know, you look at Callum Mondon again when you're looking at traits. He he looks like he's he can zip in passes. He's got a good arm. Um, I, I just did, his footwork just didn't look like it would stand up in the NFL. He's his sort of fourth and fourth, fifth steps on on his dropbacks are horrible, and it just would scare me quite a lot. Unless you could clean that up pretty quickly, but that looked that looked sort of really not good, and that just stood out to me straight away watching him. I, I think there's no no quarterback in this group who is either going to burn out the league in two or three years or be a pro bowler within two than Kellen Mond because he has the Kaepernick, it's like all or nothing kind of vibe to him. I think, yeah, you're right. He has issues. There's a reason he's not in the conversation at the top end, but I don't know. There's just something when you watch him, when you watch him move around, when you watch, as as you say, just gunning throws. There is something with him, which kind of just get, will will get a team to fall for him and pick him probably on the edge, on the outskirts of the top fifty, maybe that top fifty seventy five range is probably where he's going to go. I, do you think? I, I just think he's another that's going to be really hurt by having no no combine because he's the type of player where if he tested out really well and yeah. And um, and looks good, looks good at Indy. Then he's the kind of player that I think could could move up draft boards pretty quickly. So I think he's going to probably suffer. I'd, I'd be surprised if he's as late as seventy five. I would be very much expecting him to go probably at the top of the second. I think. Yeah, uh, I think for me, he's probably is my QB five, but there is a hefty gap between four and five for me. I think I think Mac Jones is going to be he's going to be drafted far, far too early, but I think his tape with the track team we talked about last time on here that he had helped him, but he seems like he's having a good week in Mobile. That is going to go a long way with NFL teams for reasons I'm not, I don't think I'll ever understand, but he's going to be drafted. He's, he's, I just, I just don't see it. If, if, if my team, my team drafted Mac Jones or if they drafted Keller Mond my excitement levels would be different a lot different but I think like Mac Jones would be drafted before Keller Mond which is I think that's probably a mistake yeah I think you know considering everything we said I still think Mac Jones will go in the first round yeah. and I think 
I think he's going to be going much higher than he should. I think he might even go, I think he might even go like top 15, top 20, something like that. Um, particularly with this Pro Bowl, I just feel like people are going to fall in love with him. You know, as a fan of a franchise that fell in love with someone, not Pro Bowl, sorry, Senior Bowl, that someone that fell in love with someone's performance at a Senior Bowl and ended up drafting Daniel Jones at six. I don't, I still, I still an adamant that that's not a huge reach. I think he was probably like a 10 or 11. But I think, I don't think Jones is a first round, uh, I don't think Matt Jones is a is a first round talent for me. Yeah, no. um, he, he, I think he'll be serviceable. I think in a couple of years you'll probably be looking at him as as a you know a serviceable backup. I think. Yeah, well, I, I just think the quarterback play is changing. So, I mean, we saw it this last weekend with the title games. Obviously, you have Rogers and uh, Brady, which is like the older guard, the late thirties, early forties quarterbacks. Then you saw later that night the, the youth movement with Mahomes and Josh Allen. And the way those games were played by those quarterbacks were completely different. But I think the later game is more what we're going to see in the next couple of years. And I don't, I just don't see Matt Jones being able to do that on a consistent basis to get his team, unless he falls in the perfect situation with an unbelievable coach uh, consistently. And that's why I think I, I think I think I would have Mond above Matt Jones to be fair I think I would be looking at Shane Bouchal at um, SMU before Matt Jones because I think Bouchal has just been unbelievable for the SMU Mustangs He's, he, he, he led them to their first 10 win season since 1984 in 2019 so I think Matt Jones is going to be overdrafted I think Kyle Trask is going to be overdrafted just because of the stage he played on down in Florida but if if you if you give me Bouchal Mond or even Jamie Newman who didn't play after transferring to Georgia from Wake Forest and opted out, I think I think I'll be way more uh, content and assured. At least a, at least then you're drafting upside rather than the stage he played on in college. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as you've said, when you when you look at the first, you know, when you look at those first four QBs that we've mentioned, they're all pretty modern in their style, aren't they? Yeah. Um, they're all capable of, of playing, you know, when of still completing plays when it, when it's broke down. And I look at someone like Matt Jones and I, I think exactly the same about Trask who will, will come on to shortly. I, I feel like they're nice pocket passers and, but I just don't, it, like you say, it's not an exciting, I don't see that there's massive upside on them. Um, Cause they do what they do well. Uh, but I, I feel like it's going to have to be, they're both, to me, they would both like really stand out as like ski, sort of scheme quarterbacks. And if you put them in a nice, as you say, with a good coach and everything set up well for them, I think they'll be okay. But they don't look like the kind of players to me that are ever going to sort of drag a, a middling team to any sort of success. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so you mentioned Kyle Trask. Um, I've got him at QB6. After after Mond and Matt Jones, um, you watched him more than I did. What what's your takeaways from the Florida QB? So my first note that I made in all capitals and in bold and was Kyle Pitts because <laughs> I ended up <laughs> after after watching Trask for about six minutes, I ended up watching Kyle Pitts for about thirty. Um, <laughs> so. That was pretty much how it, you know, a lot of it, a lot of the stuff on Trask's highlights, they were okay passes caught by a superhuman. And 
and that's you know, I, th- I think the last episode I said I didn't want the Giants to go anywhere near Carl Pitts. I'm now happy to trade up to the second <laughs> pick and take him. Um, um, but yeah, to me, as I've said about Trasky, he's okay. Uh, I think he gets it, sometimes his, his processing just looks horrendous, and he just he just gets stuck on one receiver, won't move mm. off them, and everything has to be set perfectly set up. He has to have a nice clean pocket. As I've said, he has to have a what I think will be a all pro tight end receiver freak in running routes for him. And yeah, I you know, he's another way I think I think his ceiling is one of the bottom five starting quarterbacks in the NFL. And I think his his probable landing spot is gonna be a backup. Yeah, I I I don't see it. I think I think you're right. Kyle Pitts is I think even the other tight—I can't remember the other tight end's name—but he, he even he bailed him out. He had the, the incredible freshman receiver who got injured late on in the season as well. Before they kind of bailed him out, and yeah, again he had a decent coach in Dan Mullen, and it kind of just helped him quite a bit, <clears throat> I think. And I just I, again, what the bits I've seen, I haven't I haven't clicked a Kyle Trash video. I've clicked clicked a Kyle Pitts video and watched that. I think that's, but again, there's a reason why Kyle Trask and Matt Jones are in this conversation. Are uh, probably going to be drafted ahead of uh, Kellen Mond. It will just take a quick Google image search to figure out why that is as well. Um, but but yeah, like, I, I I don't see it with. I, I I think Matt Matt Jones is going to be better than Kyle Trask. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think we're onto another category now. Yeah. For the for the next two people that we're going to discuss, yeah. Well, I, I mean, think the, I, mean, the, the, I think the last yeah, one is probably in a category of his own. Only got one more, and it's basically just one word. Um, yeah. So the, the other, yeah. so the, the, at the team ball this week, there is a lot of chat, a lot of chat about Matt Jones, Devontae Smith. Weirdly, didn't want to be measured and weighed, which okay. Um, there's a few injuries. The wide receivers are going ham on the DBs. Um, the guy from Wisconsin Whitewater, the O-lineman Maynears, I think his name is, is just dominating. But also yeah. there's a lot of chat, I think from Brian Flores was talking about him. Uh, the Notre Dame quarterback, Ian Book, Ben. Um, the one word I had, like you had Kyle Pitts underlined and highlighted and italicised. I had excruciating italicised and bold and bold in the mind because it's, his arm strength isn't there. Is there's just nothing going on with his deep ball? I mean, if you put him with Tyreek Hill and McCall Hardman, um, they would be asking for trades after the second game. I think um, he just, I just, he, he, he just. Uh, you said that Justin Fields. If Justin Fields for you locks onto his first read, heaven knows what you can call oh. Ian Book. Does. He doesn't. He, he, he doesn't seem to have any sense of where the rushes are coming from. He doesn't really like you said. Wilson he moves up and steps up, or steps away and gets out of the pocket. Ian Book just kind of just stands there. He doesn't. He's you're a receiver which thrives. Like we saw Tyreek Hill run seventy one yards on like a four yard pass. That ain't happening with Ian Book because he is not going to throw his receivers open. He's going to throw. He's going to run the risk of interceptions every uh, far often, far more often than you'd be comfortable with. I mean, there's talk of him going in like late second, early third round. If you're drafting the input uh, for anything more, so so my 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 um 
process for watching these guys was Ian Book to Zach Wilson, and it was like watching a completely different game of a different sport. Then, so you had your your first note as excruciating. Mine was probably not as good vocabulary. I went for not good. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, yeah. Similar sentiments. Yeah. So where these are seventeen There was a couple of plays where there's there's receivers just running in absolute like college levels of space, and he's just staring at them, and he's staring at them, and he's staring at them, and he's staring at them, and, staring at them, <clears throat> and then he gets sacked. And there's they might have been in twenty yards of, of like have twenty yards of separation. I'm just. There's, there's a couple of nice throws he makes when you watch the highlight packages put together by his family, probably. And uh, aside from that, I've got, I've put the, if you were considering it before day three, then don't. Yeah. What was my, because I, because even if you're saying he, as a backup, I'm not even sure he's that good. To no. me, he doesn't even look like he's got that to me. Mm. Um, you know, it, it reminds me a few years ago when the Giants drafted Kyle Lalletta and because he got the MVP and the senior bowl and he's now on his third team. And I think it looks it looks that sort of gig to me. Yeah, I I, I just don't see it. I think, again, he's, he's going to be helped by the big school he played at and played. I mean, yeah, he beat Clemson, but I mean, Clemson didn't have our Trev that night. Um, and when they did have our Trev... It was a boat race, um, but yeah. Anyone else? I, I, like for me, after that, I think uh, it is Bouchel. What's your What's your rankings of all those guys uh, as it stands? On the ones we've discussed, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what's like your top seven or eight? Whoever, yeah. So, to. yeah. So for me, it'd be Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, Lance, Mond, Trask, me, my dog. <laughs> Um, <laughs> next door neighbour, and then Ian Buck. So Ian, um, Ian, his name's Ian Buck as well. Like <laughs> Ian Buck. So um, Jesus. So Draft Tech has uh, Ian Buck as the two hundred ninety seventh ranked player in this draft, um, which is probably yeah about right. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So I, I think for me, I've got. I think I've got uh, Lawrence Fields, Wilson. Trey Lance in a rather large gap, then Matt Jones, Keller Mond, uh, Shane Bouchel, Jamie Newman, Kyle Trask, and then, uh, I mean, even someone like Sam Erlinger. Uh, um, yeah, from Texas. From Texas. I'm, I don't think he's that good, but I think he's better than Ian Book. Um, I kind of wasted yeah, yeah. minutes watching, uh, 15, 20 minutes watching Book. So. But yeah, I think like there is definitely three or four levels to this. The gap is largest between... Lance and then Jones and uh, Keller Mond and then probably again to Bouchal and Newman and Trask as well. But but yeah, the the, the one where I'll, I'll be interested to see where he lands is someone like Shane Bouchal because he was at Texas, he transferred to SMU, he had two really good years. I think I think he won nineteen games, eighteen games maybe. At, um, SMU had uh, James Prochet and this year Reggie Robertson as well. So. That could be someone to interest me. Uh, yeah, this elsewhere though, there's uh, wait a minute, we're probably gonna be horrendously wrong. We're probably Ian Book's gonna be a perennial pro bowler in the Super Bowl, like Brady, but I, I mean, no, he won't. No, no, he won't. No, he won't. Uh, there is a bit of talk though this week that 
uh, with the senior bowl. Um, it is a pretty hefty, pretty impressive crop, though, isn't it? All things considered, especially at the top end of it. Yeah, I think I th- I think that the first few guys are really like franchise changing talents, and then I'm just really interested to see which direction. I I just really hope someone like Trey Lance or Zach Wilson doesn't drop to the Patriots at 15 because I think that's just <laughs> start again and recycle for the next 15 years. That that's worst case scenario for the entire NFL if one of those two drop. If Matt Jones goes there, then then we'll then we'll have a an opportunity to see how good he actually is. But I think if the other two go there, then it's see you later. Yeah. Um, so yeah, one of the things that's happened, uh, senior bowlers this weekend, I think they are playing a game, aren't they? So, and like the uh, East West so. game last week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Daniel Jeremiah is one of the best ones, best guys, best draft and analysts in, uh, in the game where he's on NFL.com. He posted his first mock. Um, about a week or so ago. Uh, do you want to go, quickly go through that? Some of the things that popped up to you, Ben? Obviously, you went uh, Lawrence Wilson and Jamar Chase to the Dolphins. Obviously, we lauded up um, Devontae Smith possibly a bit too much because, yeah, Jamar Chase does exist. But um, Lawrence Wilson, that's how, you, that's how you, you think it will go in a couple of months as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think that's how I would... That's how I would draft it uh, if if I was picking. And like I say, I think I think between Wilson and Fields, I don't think there's a lot in in there. Um, I think if you're getting where where does um where does Fields actually go in the end? Well, Fields goes after uh, he ends up going seven yeah. to Detroit. Yeah, he, he, um, he so he's got he's got to Atlanta at four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I like Jalen Waddle. Yeah, uh, Bengals I'm, going. Ray I Sean. would be happy with Jalen Waddle to the Giants. Yeah, uh, Ray Sean Slater, your the guy you mentioned last week, last time, uh, goes before, before Penai Sewell, Sewell, whatever from uh, Oregon. Uh, I mean, Sewell is for me a year ago was the most the surest top three, maybe even top one pick in the group, and then here we have Northwestern tackle going before him to help the Bengals. Um, yeah, you've got Jalen Waddle for your guys. I mean, he's put Kyle Pitts to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I would, again, request realignment if that happened. Putting Pitts with Kittle, Samuel, Ayuk, and uh, whatever quarterback they end up with uh, this offseason is rather unfair and unjust when the Seahawks have a unknown OC and a quarterback who needs a bit of a bounce back, Ben. Yeah, I think that would be bad news for all concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got Michael Parsons going to the Patriots at 15. Really I think good. we could see a bit of a slide on him if he's, he's superb, but if these allegations have got anything to it, I think it's put a lot, of, a lot of teams off and I can see him sliding down and someone get a deal yeah. at, the, at the back end of that, of that first round. Um, he's, I mean, he's got he's got the, JC uh, who's he got who's he got the yeah who's he got the linebacker from Notre Dame going to the Jeremiah Awusu I think um, he's got him going about 17 I really like yeah, him yeah the Raiders Je- Jeremiah Awusu Koromoa 
He's going to yeah. uh, the Raiders, a dynamic athlete at the second level, uh, Jeremiah says. And then, the, I mean, T- Kadarius Tony is a guy who I haven't really watched much of, apart from him just annihilating um, DBs at the Senior Bowl this week, which is just, it's almost unfair after a certain point. Um yeah, he's someone who I'll, I'll probably have to dive in on after. There's a lot of tackles going. Quitty Pay from Michigan is one of my favorite players in this class. Edge rusher from Michigan. Uh, obviously, Frank Clark has come out of there. They've had some pretty good, decent pass rushes come from um, the big house the last couple of years, and he he's definitely going to be the next one. He he's got him going to the Lions at 21 with a mocked Stafford to Indy. Trade. I mean, the, the Colts traded away their first round pick last year to the Niners for um, DeForest Buckner. It would not surprise me if he did somewhat similar this year because I mean, Stafford is is the biggest wild card in this because he he could change everything at pretty much all levels of this quarterback class, but also all levels of this first round, couldn't he? Because it's probably going to be a first round pick, which teams uh, fire over to Detroit to get their long-time QB, Ben? Yeah, I mean, it's probably an interesting question. Where would you rank Stafford in on this list of QBs that you can draft in the first round? And I think, you know, that I think Stafford's absolutely brilliant. So I think if you're trading the, what have Indy got, the 20th pick in the first round, 21st pick yeah. for, for a talent like Stafford, I think you'd be getting an absolute, I think that's unbelievable value. Yeah, I, I, I think I'll put him at, uh, I mean, it might be a conversation to, for the Jaguars to look into because with Urban Meyer yeah. as well, and then obviously Stafford is more, yeah, that could be, they won't be because, yeah, the draft picks mean a weird, a weird amount to um, uh, NFL GMs. Uh, yeah, and I think the, at the back end of the draft, one of the more interesting picks is um, the Jets' second pick, the what the pick they got for Jamal Adams from the Seahawks. And I think this should be the what will be our next um, pod on this. Uh, it's the, uh, Jeremiah's got Travis Etienne, the running back from Clemson, going to the Jets. Um, are, if Najee Harris is surely the option here above Etienne or... Where do you stand? Without going too deep, because obviously we haven't really I haven't, moved in on him. Yeah, I haven't watched. I haven't watched enough tape to. Yeah, I haven't watched enough tape to sort of have a definitive opinion. But um, of the of the bits I've seen, certainly the back end of of this season, then I would be looking at Najee Harris over over Etienne. I think, but like I say, I need to have a proper dive on both of them before. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, so yeah, I think that's everything. The quarterback class is very, very good. For the most part, um, especially as I say, especially at the top end, um, Trey Lance is very jerseyable, whichever unless he lands in the Ashley West, obviously. Um, but yeah, this has been the Ped Pod DFB show. We are going to keep on doing these, doing these uh, over the next few weeks and months. But massive thanks, Ben. No and, uh, yeah, until next time. This has been the Ped Pod CFB show.